Hello, welcome to Broken Shovel Homesteading for Sustainable Future podcast. I'm Lily, co-host and producer. I'm joined by co-host Eric. Hi. And Lucas. Oh, hello. <laughs> On today's episode, we are talking about flooding around the world and how it is connected to climate change. Let's get a definition, Lucas. You've got it. A flood, I think we all really kind of know what a flood is, but just for the sake of the show, a flood is an overflow of water onto land that is normally dry. Floods can happen almost anywhere, and they can be caused by a variety of factors really quick. Snow melt when snow melts too quickly. Storm surges in coastal areas. Uh, hurricanes, tropical storms, and other severe weather events. Uh, the, the breaking of a man-made dam, a beaver dam, or a levee. Uh, which we've seen in this country before. Uh, coastal flooding, uh, which can be related to storm surges as well, high tides, tsunamis, uh, major weather events. And then, of course, the most common cause of flooding uh, is heavy rainfall. Fall, heavy rainfall. Uh, so when there is more rain than the soil can absorb, the excess water runs off the land and into rivers, streams, other waterways, roadways. Uh, and if these waterways are not able to carry the excess water away at the rate at which the water is arriving, flooding occurs. Uh, and that's really, that's it. That's, uh, that's a flood. Perfect. Not the, uh, the, 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 they might be giants hit album from 1990. <laughs> <laughs> and, All right, uh, and what? Vermont. Yeah. What's happening? Vermont. So, <laughs> well, yeah. hey, let's first like let's. I mean, yes, we've had some pretty terrible stuff here at home in Vermont. We're all in Vermont today, so we're all been looking at it. But let's let's kind of run through what's been happening in the last few weeks around the world, um, and uh, and then we'll kind of zoom in on our our, our state of Vermont. Um, Brazil severe flooding uh, has killed at least fourteen people and displaced thousands. Turkey is killed uh, in Turkey. One person has died and hundreds have been displaced after floods in the Black Sea region. Russia, hundreds have been evacuated after floods damaged 200 homes. Indonesia, severe weather in Bali has <laughs> triggered flooding. Uh, out of the same storms that affected us, New York State in the Hudson Valley, uh, at least one death and uh, hundreds have been displaced. India, heavy monsoon rains have caused flooding and landslides, uh, killing at least 15 people. More of the state, exact same statistics out of China. South Africa, uh, seven people have died from a tornado. Uh, and most recently, South Korea, uh, flooding collapsed a commuter tunnel, and they are still trying to pull people out uh, from the landslides caused by the flooding. Uh, even today, as we're recording this on July 16th, we are getting news out of Pennsylvania of severe flooding here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, everything that has happened here in Vermont over the last several days, uh, at least one death connected, as far as I know, and uh, widespread displacement. Um, but, of course, Eric has our our our, our local native co-host, Eric, has... Uh, has the reins on what's going on in our state. Yeah, so we had uh, one of the, probably one of the top three worst flood events in, in on record in the state this past week. 
uh, coming up. Like people still say the uh, the twenty seven flood was worse, but because that would but it, overall, like it really depends on where you live on all the, on when these floods occurred, uh, how bad they were. Because some some affected our region more, some affected the western part of the state more, northern part, southern part, all over. But of course, the twenty seven storm was is considered the absolute like top tier of the bad storms that we've gotten. Well, and, and very and what different is... record keeping capabilities too, though. So yeah. Yes. Just let's, yes very let's, just, too. let's just, for those who don't live around Vermont or know what the 27 storm is, why don't we just explain that to them? Yeah. So uh, the 27 storm, uh, we had another period where uh, like a seven inches of rain fell in a six hour period. Across the state, they had between uh, four to ten inches of rainfall across this weather event. Um, and actually, I love this quote I found on uh, weather.gov because it very it's reminiscent on people that they listen to our earlier podcasts. Um, see, rainfall during the month of October averaged 150 percent normal across the state. In in northern central sections, sections, some stations received 200 to 300 percent above normal. Wow, this is an, an insane amount of rain. Mm-hmm. But it's very, it's... very reminiscent of what we were seeing leading up to our flood. Correct. Yeah. 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 And and we had, you know, we it, were in a position last week when we were recording that this was anticipated uh, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. I don't think we expected two months of rain in 24 hours, which is the sort of uh, colloquial way everybody is, is referring to this storm at this point. Yep. But uh, yeah, I wow. think they were expecting like three to four inches tops and then it just hammered us. Yeah. So especially hard regions right now has to be um, Montpelier, mm-hmm. Plymouth, Ludlow. Um, we are seeing like devastating flooding mm-hmm. still, um now it's still the water's super high and yep. super and it's raining again today and so yep, we're gonna one to, one to two inches today which is ironic because some of the spots that get flood that we for some reason keep rebuilding uh when i was doing my research the 27 flood the 38 flood and the uh 2011 and 2023 all of which Montpelier flooded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Montpelier oh. is constantly getting hit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Another it's... spot is the uh, is Woodstock. I actually I found this great picture of the uh, people that are local of the White Cottage Snack Bar in Woodstock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that ev- that's another spot. The Ottaquichi River is one that constantly seems to flood a lot, and they keep they just keep rebuilding right next to the yep. river there because it's a it's a gorgeous little spot. But they keep yeah. uh, re- they just keep rebuilding stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I... for for reference, I'm in the, smack dab in the middle of Woodstock and Ludlow, so I'm in mm. that nice pocket between the two <laughs> heavy flood areas. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, like Eric, you were here for you know we've got this great chart and we can hit some numbers here. But you were here for Irene. I was still on yep. the West Coast. Uh, Lily, I, I think we decided you were on the West Coast at the I time. I was also on the West Coast at the time. Yeah. So, um, it, 
comparison wise when you were because you were driving around for your job after the storm i was and it was actually so this is where uh so this storm i was driving around the neck that day and the next morning for after this storm irene we could not leave the house for three days which is pretty much how long we were without power as well and then even after three days i was doing landscaping work and uh, the rivers, like the Ottaquichi River, was still up high after three days. Whereas after this event, all the rivers dropped pretty quick because we would. Whereas Irene, like it's everything stayed high for a good period of time. Why? Why would that difference be? I mean, we're t we're talking very similar water amounts. Um, a lot of spots because we weren't prepared for Irene. Uh, a lot of the reservoirs and dams. Um, on top of already being full, um, had to stay closed because they had to fish things out. Uh, like oh. all the tree branches and Not, every... um, Well, so mentioning that spot where uh, the White Cottage is, is uh, during Irene, uh, Dead River Propane kept uh, a, a good chunk of their fleet all of their extra propane tanks and whatnot. Yeah. And those actually, they had to they had to leave the the what makes the Ottaquichi Gorge so nice, um, but they had to close the reservoir and couldn't drain the reservoir for about I think it was like two weeks. They couldn't open it, so it literally just kept filling up more and more because they had to fish the propane tanks out before they could open it up because they can't let that go down down to the ocean. I was actually right. watching recent uh, video of the the Irene incident and and how all the propane tanks were rushing down the Ottaquichi river and the bridges like we have all these beautiful covered bridges in vermont and all of those are getting hit by the propane tanks and shattering and so it was just all of this debris going into the rivers yeah we lost a hundred and hundred some odd uh of the covered bridges bridges were damaged during irene Jesus. Well, and it's interesting. There must have been, I mean, Eric, you and I have talked in the past about how there wasn't, you felt that there wasn't enough proper repair after Irene. And, and I, am, certain areas... I am, honestly, I will declare I am wrong and I was glad to be wrong. We actually, the work done um, after Irene because we got just as much rain um, from this this recent storm as we did during Irene. Some spots more, some spots less. Um, but overall, yeah, Lily, like, do you have boring. that chart handy? I do with have some that comparisons. Chart. Yeah. Can we, we just cherry pick a few different locations yeah. out of there and, uh, and talk about that? Because uh, you know, Eric, you you know, you, you obviously you're recanting, but we've had <laughs> conversations in the past where you were like, "This is gonna be." bad if it happens yep. something like this happens again it's going to be worse mm -hmm. than irene but yes. it seems uh if you've got that ready let's yeah i can just like... um rattle off a couple of the yeah i'm gonna go with the more of extremes differences between um irene and then um so middlesex irene rainfall was 4.66 and on the july 10th to july 11th rainfall it was 8.6 Zero three, which is a difference of three point three seven, and then on the opposite end of that, we have something like Pomfret, which Irene rainfall was six point eight three, and they only got four point eight 
one in the recent, making it a difference of negative 2.02. But so still- we're, we're so <laughs> close. The margins, and, and I'm yep. looking at this, the margins are so close. Now, same with the river statistics, if you want me yeah. to. Well, yep. I, I'm we're missing, we're missing the White like River. Low. Yeah, the, flood, the White yeah. River is missing off of there. Yeah, because um, um, for like the thir- the 27 foot flood, which is actually considered the worst for the White River, it crested at about in, in West Hartford, crested at like 35 feet. Above, 35 feet. Um, Irene, it crested at about 29 feet. And I I don't know how high it crested during this one, but it was definitely lower yeah. for this one as well. Let me also just give you guys Ludlow, and then I'll give you the Ottoquichi crest, because uh, <laughs> I think that's super important because we've talked about those two places. So Ludlow is seven uh, in Irene, 7.15, and recently 6.28 with a difference of negative 0.87. And then if we look at the Ottoquichi uh, River at the West Bridgewater, uh, Irene was 14, the crest was 14.95 and recently 11.10. So negative 3.85 difference. Mm-hmm. Well, plus the yeah. factor of, of wash of uh, what, what Eric was talking earlier about, like washed out equipment, homes, Correct. things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I so, think the big di- one of the bigger differences is the July 10th and 11th, it was over a period of, I mean, we had heavy periods on that day, but it was fairly spread out. Irene was one day, one and done, everything came in right at once. And I was, I was, I was watching videos um, and a lot of people were saying that is because Irene was like this massive pummel they could kind of start to regain everything and start work right away. Whereas recently, because it's still raining, it's very hard for them to start the work mm-hmm. and the maintenance on the roads. Like we still yeah. have a bunch of road closures near me and I'm um, sure one, you guys do too. Oh, there's actually like, Versher is going to be closed until nearly yep. the end of the summer. I just read this yep. morning. So they've got signs up that their uh, white 132 sections are going to be closed, which is really ironic because they they finally repaved 132 in Stratford, and those sections are actually what got damaged during the storm, but they're going to have to close them to fix. <laughs> that's, so, that's super ironic. What, that's what happened on 131 as well. Nice. And I was like, wait, we just redid this road, and they, they've had to close it, And uh, which I usually have to take that to go to the transfer station, so now I have to take a whole different route. It's, it's Yeah, but they just redid it, and, and we're seeing all of that road yeah. being washed away and it's right near a river and yeah i'd be curious to see how many how much roadway was damaged out of this one compared to some of the other storm because they're saying it was like it was 2400 miles of road were damaged in irene yeah and right. i i tried to um look up the 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 total um recently I actually sent my parents the road closures because they were up here when that was all happening. Um, And it didn't give me the total number of roads yet, but it gave me a a really good list of road closures. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you've got here in the notes, Eric, uh, 1938 uh, hurricane hit and uh, did about did in about 2,000 miles of road. Yep. Um, can we find out how many miles of road are in Vermont to kind of give this a, yeah. a frame of reference? Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I think I think the numbers are still coming in because it is still raining. Um, yeah, it's how far, and it's also a question like right now. With to me, it's how far back do you go go to like because right before the flood happened. Uh, Route 4 down in Killington was closed because of a landslide because of all the rain. Do you count that road closure as part of this weather event, even though it happened just before? Yeah, that would be up to the the people filing the the paperwork to FEMA, I guess. Right. Uh, (laughs) So I do have that number of total lane miles, and it is 29,273. So slightly less than 10% Mm -hmm. is is what we're seeing. Yeah. Is is the, uh, but, but, you know, that's interstates, which we don't, I don't believe there was really a lot of damage to Eric. In, in Hurricane Irene, it was all sort nope, of surface was, roads. Uh, up in Waterbury, there was, because, I mean, that, that spot by the Winooski River is just act right. ridiculously yeah. low. So I think that was closed for a little bit. <laughs> um, but for the most part, like, I could get down from my house to Lebanon. But I right. also could, there was no point of going down to Lebanon because the Connecticut River got so high that, that the plazas got flooded after after Irene. Did you see all the volunteers getting together to save Target? Oh, yes, I did. No, I didn't, but I'm honestly, like, I'm really not surprised at all. It's just like, yep. Fuck fuck your neighbors. I need affordable socks. I'm sorry, I cuss. I don't, we don't cuss on this show. I did, and uh, there we go. One Um, one is forgiven. Yep. We're we're PG-13. We're allowed one an episode. One an episode, okay. Um, no, but I actually, I did see a lot of like volunteers trying to save like the West Lebanon area. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, I, like- I mean, that's one thing I love about Vermont. And this is actually, this is a, this goes all the way back to the 27 flood of Vermonters coming together and b- rebuilding. Cause, um, the following year after the 27 flood, uh, in 28, uh, President Coolidge at the time came up and visited the state and actually is quoted down in, from down in Bennington as being like of how like how great it was that the Vermonters came together and rebuilt the state and did all this work to recover so quickly, only like a year, not even a year after the flood had hit. And I think we'll really see that um in our in our uh what's happening on the homestead i think we all have some great anecdotes about mm-hmm. what happened recently um i do want to say that if you are coming to the vermont area and you need to know what road closures are happening and are before you can go on the new england uh 511 website and you can yeah. map your route um and it will avoid all the road closures just my oh uh, you're so so nice, Lily. I, I, I would tell people, hey, if you're coming from out of state right now, don't. don't. Send, send, <laughs> send your money, send your thoughts and whatevers, but physically don't show up, please. Just yeah. give us some time. 
We don't <laughs> no, need more like, fossil fuels. Minute, okay. <laughs> we don't need yeah. more fossil fuels causing more climate change, which causes more damage. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, actually, that's a great lead-in to oh, okay, our climate change uh, portion of this show. Yeah, well, and and yeah, and we're going to be talking about this uh, very tightly connected to our next episode, which is uh, the oceanic heat wave. But um, I've got a little bit typed out here. I'd like to chew through, and then uh, we can kind of discuss this from here. Um, so, generally speaking, it is difficult to say definitively whether any specific flood event is caused by climate change. However, there is a growing body of evidence that suggests that climate change is making floods more likely and more severe. There is a study published in the Journal of Nature in 2021, which found the frequency of extreme precipitation events has increased by 7% since 1950, likely due to the fact that climate change is causing the atmosphere to warm, which leads to more water vapor being held in the air. And when this water vapor condenses, it can produce heavy rainfall events. Mm-hmm. There was another study last year in the Journal of Science which found that the intensity of flooding in the United States has increased 70% since 1950. So 7% more floods with a 70% more intensity uh, in the last 73 Mm -hmm. years. Um, This increase is likely due to a combination of climate change, urbanization, and changes in land land use. Uh, The last two, of course, creating a feedback loop to climate change. Uh, so basically, it's impossible to say for sure whether any specific flood event is caused by climate change. The evidence suggests that climate change is making floods more likely and more severe. As the planet continues to warm, we can expect to see more and more flooding in the future. Uh, and I, 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 <laughs> I believe that this is climate change driven. Uh, also, I would agree, um, <laughs> and I think that it's it's kind of a, it's a it's a circle and you can't always just pinpoint the one thing but i do believe that cl- climate change is that like big overlord of like this is why it's happening and this is why we're going to see these increases and um i lost my train of thought so maybe eric well, has here- a moment <laughs> Well, and if we do have more water vapor in the air and we live in a mountainous region like this, we're going to see more condensation coming from the sky. Uh, there's just no doubt about it. Um, yeah, like, we're, we're likely going to see our, I mean, it's just weird because in May we were talking about how it's almost the climate had been acting almost like it does in uh, central central to east Texas of uh, dry, very dry periods with bursts of rain. Um, but then the other side of it, it feels like we're also like the Pacific Northwest and just getting hammered with constant moisture and rain. It almost makes it sound, you know, like the the climate is wildly unpredictable. And we don't know what to expect out of what's happening now. Like, <laughs> yes, like climate, absolutely. Like the climate is changing. What a yes. wild concept. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, we did do an episode recently about droughts. And here we are going from a historic drought to historic rainfall. Mm-hmm. And it almost sounds like we ourselves are contradicting ourselves. But, you know, there is obviously scientific evidence that backs it all up. Uh, but... I- but 
We have some great, great, we have yeah. some great graphics we've found of this of like shows that like yeah, May was one of the was one of the driest periods we've had since record keeping began. And then turn around and June into early July was the wettest since the record, the good record keeping began. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I think we're going to see more of these extremes uh, as time goes on. And and this is going to become, as we, we kind of keep saying on this show, this is going to be, keep becoming the new normal, Mm -hmm. these extremes, this, this really record breaking drought to this record breaking flooding like it, it's we're going to keep having these extremes it's like texas is having these major heat waves and it's i think the this entire is, midwest is having yeah. major heat waves from I, it's from I, New, nevada across to mississippi is just continuously getting hammered tahoe california is expecting triple digits this week yep. wow that's insane yeah like i say after, people that are on the after, uh, picket, like yeah. they they just melted all their snow from mm. the insane, insane like ski resorts were open last month still in yeah. tahoe yeah. Um, the protesters in hollywood have actually or not sorry strikers in hollywood have actually adjusted the times that they are walking the picket lines because of how hot it is midday yeah wow yeah i saw um What's her name? Day. I can't remember her first name. Uh, was out there with her daughter, and her daughter was like, "It's hot, mommy." It's hot. <laughs> Felicia. I still like. I was watching a video of somebody. I think it was. I want to say it was Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it was on the cast iron subreddit. Of hey, let's see if we can cook an egg in our cast iron skillet in Arizona today. Puts the cast Probably. iron guy, throws some olive oil in there, and pops an egg and fries it right up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I and I think that this is again this is going to be the new the new normal and and I think this is what we're going to be seeing a trend um, okay. in the cool. in the next coming years. Well, and these warming uh, temperatures yeah. that we're talking about is creating more ice melt, more mm-hmm. water vapor in the air. The water vapor there's only there's a saturation point to the air, uh, you know, uh, called the dew point. And yep. at that point, uh, then that moisture has to go somewhere. And unfortunately, this week it was in my basement and a yeah. lot of other people's basements. Uh, <laughs> yep. So we're going to see more and more of these heavy, heavy, heavy precipitation events. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And coastal flooding. And coastal flooding <laughs> and and everything else that comes with it. Yeah. And, I think, and I think we're going to continue to talk about that as we as we do this this podcast of of just like next week's episode the oceanic Um, heat wave yeah yes and i think that kind of brings us to what's happening on the homestead what has happened in the last couple of days what because i think we all need a good chunk of time to talk about what's been happening uh eric uh my homestead my garden is soaked um I actually up on my hill, but I have a, I have a good draining basement. Um, I have good drainage around my house, so I did not see a lot of water in my basement. Uh, my my uh, anecdotal evidence and what's going on is more what I saw driving around for work, and I'm actually gonna put. Po- I need to post the video of it um, from Tuesday of spots lo- going uh, up and down 132 
where we had ver uh, some small landslides um, and the potential for some big landslides happening along 132. Yay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lucas. Uh, well, I'm, I'm exhausted. We, um, we have a, you know, our house is built in the 1780s, 80s, uh, 90s, somewhere in there. And we, um, we have a, what's referred to as a rubble basement, which is, you know, it's all just dug stone, stacked stone uh, for the foundation in the original part of the house. We have never had our basement flood before, um, but just erosion in my yard, uh, lack of planning on my part, uh, and not sort of backfilling against the house and grading that, we flooded our basement um, close to three feet, I would say. I would say. Uh, we're lucky enough to live in a small community uh, yes. where we were able to yeah, can, get our hands moisture, on the generator. Go sorry. ahead. Mm -hmm. nope, Go I'm... ahead. <laughs> sorry, what's happened? Um, if, if uh, you know, so we were, were fortunate enough that we were able to borrow a generator while the power was still out and borrow a pump uh, because we didn't anticipate this. We just simply weren't prepared. Uh, so, you know, and once we were kind of in the home stretch, um, we spent another day uh, filling up against the house um, and, you know, pulling dirt from other areas and uh, putting in drainage and sort of preparing for this to happen again, because it inevitably will. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and at that point, we turned our attention to a friend's house who had a finished basement that flooded. And uh, been, I was helping them cut out drywall um uh haul carpet to the dump uh all sorts of things it was it really got very frustrating because i'm not sure who made the promise to have all of these uh open top dumpsters in chelsea uh as of yesterday uh at the athletic fields there they were supposed to be delivered yesterday they never showed up yeah. uh, so we went to the uh to the transfer station in chelsea vermont and we were like the last people who were ever were able to put any waste into the, the one dumpster for like construction waste there. So now mm -hmm. we're getting these just mounds of garbage all over the state and an infrastructure that just isn't prepared for this. Um, so no, we I, have, know. we have two, well, one truly active landfill in the state. Um, yeah. Most of the landfills, like even Hartford, they don't keep their own trash. They send it up to the big, the dump up in, I believe it's, I want to say it's up in between Burlington and Montpelier somewhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. now people yeah. are driving 45 minutes, for, at least from my area, 45 minutes to an hour to West Lebanon to get mm -hmm. a permit at LaValle's uh, building supply to be able to dump at the dump there in West Lebanon, New Hampshire. Yep. Yes, yeah. Which actually, that is locally the one of the, actually, I mean, granted, on the other side, yeah, that's the, that's the only active, active dump in our region. Yeah. yeah, and it really makes West Lebanon just smell amazing. Oh, it does. Between, yeah. oh, between that and the asphalt plant across the across the street from the dump. <laughs> oh, yeah. West Lebanon smells especially, wonderful. Especially yeah, at, at about five in the morning. Oh, yeah. It rolls in. It's yep. premium smell at yes. uh, certain locations. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, so largely on the homestead, we didn't we didn't do anything. We, we did the things that you need to do when you live in a situation like this, um, mm -hmm. which is exhaust yourself cleaning up the mess and then exhaust yourself 
to keep it from happening again. And then once you're done with those two exhaustions, then you exhaust yourself going out and looking around and, you know, trying to help your neighbors. Um, <laughs> so, you know, my knee hurts uh, from kneeling on the concrete in the basement and uh, sitting around with Meg today and just, we're just not doing anything. <laughs> good, good. Um, so. Let's just say I am happy we have two sump pumps, three sump pumps in our basement. Right. Yep. Well, and you had a like a pretty bad leak in your plumbing a year or two ago, yep. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, and uh, we actually recently just had to replace a the capacitor for the um, uh, well pump. So, oh. yeah. So there's just a lot of moisture down in the basement, and it corroded um, the uh, capacitor down there, and, and so we had to replace that yesterday. Um, but yeah. Thank goodness for sump pumps. Uh, that's yes, and, and, I'm, and vacuums. <laughs> I'm trying really, really hard to be responsible with like looking at the weather going forward, especially after talking to Ser- Serena <laughs> Arnold last time. But it's really hard to... not to look at um, look at a ten day forecast right now and be a little bit nervous. I would agree, <laughs> and I'm. It, it's very difficult and i have the my radar app that she recommended and it oh, just it. It oh that was so much off. fun it keeps going off it's like oh see i don't have alerts turned on I, right now and i just keep looking at it for the radar portions of it like the uh like the storm on the other day like lucas it, you got hit pretty hard by it mm-hmm. but i watched on the radar that i mean this storm barreled across new york and then it hit the green mountains and got its ass handed to it. The yeah. tornado? Because it just, it, no, the, I mean, even the tornado, like that, that, that patch that had the tornado, that's actually the cell that I believe got hit up your way, Lucas. Yeah. But even yeah. that got like, it got knocked got, down I had, hard. I had blocked out the tornado evening. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Just, I yeah, mean, I was... swirling around our house. We, we were ready to be in a closet. Yeah. Uh, well, that's and, the thing. Uh, that's the way that valley, the way that valley through the mountain goes. It just things just go straight through Rutland into Stockbridge, and then end up in Vershire. Whereas my <laughs> spot, I'm I'm a little more south, and the storm. I, I watched on the radar. The storm literally peter out as it hit the mountains. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Lucas and I are kind of on that same path, and then you get the mountains, and it just stops. Yeah. So usually, like, <laughs> it's like me, I get, like, the first bit of the storm, and then Lucas gets, like, all of the storm, and then Eric gets nothing. <laughs> nope. I was so impressed by by our pets, though. Like, Dusty can be a nervous dog, and he just, like, everybody slept in the bed that night with us, I think, but it was... Uh, it was. I was very impressed by Dusty and Comrade. I must give them credit where credit is due. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that I blocked out an entirety of the last week. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's just how bad. That just shows how bad it is right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like weather event after weather event. And you're just kind of going into this mindset of like, what do I have to do next to keep everything safe and okay and my basement from flooding and my neighbors uh, safe and okay and you just kind of go into this this... when this when the first leg of the storm was hitting meg was on her way back from norwich and was getting blocked at like nearly every 
every opportunity to get home. And this is while 113 was washing out in our town and uh, the road behind us was washing out. And she partnered up with a woman, basically, and the two of them ended up going all the way to Bradford and then coming back around through Corinth along the Waits River while wow. the Waits River was cresting and crossed uh, through Corinth into, uh, like, uh, North Versher. And she was able to uh, get to a friend's house to park her car because she couldn't get up our road because the bottom of our road had flooded. So I drove the tractor down to go get her, <laughs> which was really a very interesting experience. Um, and just absolutely terrifying. We're actually looking at investing in those uh, Motorola satellite uh, text messaging communicator devices. I don't know if you've seen these. Oh, yes. So I I can recommend you a those because I just, we're, we were in Papua New Guinea. And so, right. yeah. I can, okay. I can help you with that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, I would love to get some info. So we're looking at ways to, because we couldn't communicate. My phone would ring and then there'd be nothing. I, you know, and she couldn't get a text message to go through because it's Vermont and yep. uh, it's just terrifying. So, you know, we talk about preparedness for, um, for climate change and for extreme weather events. And that's, this is one of them, making sure you communicate with the people you need to communicate with. Yep. Um, we should all invest in the CB radios. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, think, I really do think we should, um, you know, start, you know, cruising yep. eBay. Because um, yep, we're both at high enough elevations that if even if we put a small transceiver up, we'd be able to get pretty yeah. far. And I'm telling you, Eric, homing pigeons. You and I homing see. Homing see, pigeons. this is what I was. We talked about Carri this or, so many times. Yes. Carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons, pigeons are so re resilient. <laughs> They're amazing pigeons, people. Yeah. Well, as we've calculated <laughs> out, as the crow flies, me and Lucas are only like 13 miles apart. Yeah. But it's about a 30 minute drive, or like in like 30 miles to get there. Yeah. Because I just yeah. there's no straight point. No, there are no straight roads in Vermont. Um, no. So let's move on to listener interactions. <laughs> so we, we, we could tangent about pigeons all day. But... Well, well, I posted something a little while ago on TikTok, and I don't think I've really gotten any feedback. But while I check, I can tell you that somebody listened to one of our more recent episodes. Um, uh, a TikTok user, uh, username Martin Generous, reached out to let me know that in uh, New Hampshire, in addition to CSAs, they also have CSFs, where you can get a catch box with fish caught by local families. Uh, so you can partic oh, participate wow. in, uh, you know, that food source through local sources uh, without involving um, any fisheries or anything like that, where, where you know, who knows what's going on. But it's a local family. They tell you where they, they fish from. So you can look into... New Hampshire uh, CSFs, in addition to CSAs, which is a great, uh, you know, local, sustainable way to uh, eat. Yes, uh, thing. I as long as they are good, because I get, I am nervous about, especially after how often it floods and floods event like this about uh, eating fish, because there's just well, there's yeah. so many chemicals they're fought. They fight like Irene, like they were just said they for a year after Irene, they're like, don't eat fish out of the river. Don't. Yeah, yeah, and and this comment did come before all of this happened, but right. Um, if you know, and New Hampshire does have coastal areas, uh, mm -hmm. so it, things may be different. I really can't 
professionally speak to it, but, yep. uh, yeah. you know, Martin was, uh, nice enough to reach out. Um, other than Thanks. that, I had a very interesting TikTok experience you did. and, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just gonna say anybody that's listening today because of a certain TikTok video, welcome and go team beaver. I guess uh, I had uh, I made a short video showing a road that washed out next to my house. The beaver dams were in place. The road itself washed out. Uh, a lot of people suspected that it was because the culvert was clogged. I can tell you, I walk it every single day. That culvert was not clogged. They actually had a product in place called a beaver deceiver. You can look it up, uh, which is to help <laughs> keep beavers from clogging uh, culverts. Okay. Because uh, this has happened to them before, but uh, circumstance of it just going over the beaver dam and getting to the road, it completely washed out. And it, I don't even know how many views at this point. I, I'm a little overwhelmed, but I had two videos. 57,000 or something <laughs> crazy. No yeah. I had another one. What did you, what was the other one? How did you describe it, Lily? Oh, like, oh my gosh. I was going to rip Mother Nature Mother a new Mother Nature one. <laughs> a new a-hole. I was like, it sounded like you're going to rip Mother Nature a new a-hole because that was when you were, I think you were walking your property to go get uh, Meg to to pick her up with the tractor. Yeah, I think you like, were on the tractor so in done. that one. Yep. You were so done with everything yep. and I was like, this describes everything that's happening so well. And I was like, yeah. everyone needs to see this. So, but yeah. Um, but I've reached out to a lot of people uh, trying to get stories. And if we hear from folks, uh, I, I will definitely put together a bonus episode, uh, letting people sort of tell their stories. Uh, I would love to do that. And, you know, just sort of put together some clips and, and uh, some email, read some emails and things like that. So if anybody wants to reach out, uh, locally that is uh, seen something from this flood uh, has a story you want to tell from this flood um, you can email us at uh, brokenshovel802 at gmail.com um, other than that I think I'm the only one on social media stuff uh, so and it's all you can find me on threads Instagram Ooh. these are all me and Meg but I'm there uh, and TikTok all at Broken Shovel Farm. Um, Perfect. Uh, I, did we leave anything out, everybody? I think we we no. really we flooded uh, these people with information. We yeah. really did. <laughs> um, and you on... don't like my dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and next week's episode, we are going to be talking about the ocean heat wave. Yes, which is so... uh, I believe directly related to what we're seeing here at home. And yeah. abroad. Let's not oh. forget the rest of the world. This isn't just about us. So, yep. um, Eric, have a great day. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much for I listening. I thought I had something to say to you, Eric. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>